Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure to have the opportunity of introducing special guest, Dr. Denise Moore-Ravel to the show today. Dr. Denise is a best-selling author, award-nominated entrepreneur, speaker, and personal development coach. She's the CEO and founder of the Own Your Own Amazing Movement to empower women to find their unique voice, live their worth out loud, and create amazing lives they love. Dr. Denise learned that if she wanted to live a happier and fulfilling life, she has to, the choice to stand in her own personal power. She realized that standing in her personal power meant understanding her value and worth, discovering her purpose, and sharing her message with the world. Dr. Denise earned a bachelor's degree in speech language pathology and audiology, a master's degree in communication science and disorder, and a doctorate in human services specialization in multicultural counseling and coaching. As a speech language pathologist and owner of her own practice for 15 years, and through coaching, mentoring, and workshops, she now helps others discover their inner power and unique voices for now and beyond. To find out more about Dr. Denise, please refer to her website located at www.ownyouramazingnow.com. It's with great pleasure I welcome Dr. Denise to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I, I have to say I love this book. Oh, thank you I so appreciate much. You said it. And I, I want to ask you first things first. Okay. What prompted you to create your book? Okay, here's the backstory for that. So when I was in high school, my senior year in high school, my English teacher told me I was one of the worst writers he had ever had. Hmm. Again, senior year. And he had been teaching for a number of years, too. So I was like, what are the worst? Oh, my goodness, right? So writing has always been a struggle for me. So the little bit of confidence I had, he squashed it. And Hope so, you sent him one of these. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> So I went off to college, did my thing, you know, writing papers, and but it still was a struggle. And so um, started the Own Your Amazing Movement. And my business coach said, well, you should write a book. 
And I said, no way. And she said, why? I was like, my English teacher said I was a terrible writer. And so that was still, after years and years, still playing in the back of my mind that I was a terrible writer. So becoming an author was never anything I thought I could do. It was never on my radar. That was for other people. And my coach said to me, she said, well, what if you can write a book and share your message and that it could help at least one person? Would you write it? And I said, yes. <laughs> so that's why I wrote the book. Because I said, if I can help one person, if one person can read one thing out of the whole book and get one thing that could change their life, then it was worth it. And so I tell people, no, I never thought I would be an author. No, I never thought I'd be, my book would be even nominated for an award uh, because I just never thought I could be a writer and author. And so we have to deal with those lingering, you know, um, negative statements or things that people said to us. And we have to really look and see if those things really still holding this back. Because for me, it was until she said, you know, maybe you can make a, what you can say can make a difference for someone. That's why I wrote the book. How empowering, because as you say that, I think back to a situation when I was starting out as a lawyer and I worked for the government and a federal agency. I don't need to say more than that, but I had a person who was supposed to help me took a black marker once and totally blacked out an entire letter, except for the signature line. And it left me with this impression of feeling inadequate and it really affected me. So I, I, what you're saying right now resonates. The fact that you had a high school teacher your senior year try to dissuade you, try to not empower you, and look what happened, right? Look what happened to me and look what happened to you. We're yeah. there as a testament in our own way to say, you know what? You could try to create some haterade for us not to be empowered, but we're coming back and we're going to have more than one book, by the way. Oh, yep. Working on the have others. <laughs> I can see you doing others. I see you doing more than one book. Yeah. I mean, Cause you have more of a story to tell than just own your amazing. I think, I, I think looking at own your amazing is a very impressive endeavor because you take very positive concepts and you intertwine them and like discovering the power of your own voice. I feel like if I was to ask you to tell us your own story and how you found your own voice, what would you share with our audience? I tell people I'm still trying to find my own voice. I think it's a lifetime journey. Um, but it started when, you know, I've been on this journey of self-discovery for years. And I went to a conference um, in Dallas, Texas, and uh, met one of the attendees the night before. She and I went out to dinner, got to know one another. So the next day for the conference, um, the, the facilitator were allowing people to come in front of the room and get coached, right? And so as I'm sitting in my chair in the audience and people are coming up they're crying they're just you know sobbing and just telling a story and I'm sitting in the audience thinking like I am not going to do that with <laughs> I mean I'm just here to get what I can get right so lo and behold it's my turn to sit down in the chair in front of the room as soon as I sat down I started crying <laughs> <laughs> because it's emotional it's emotional to share your story in a group of people isn't it with her and everyone else and the young lady who I had gone out to dinner with the night before she raised her hand and she said I know what's wrong with you 
And I'm thinking, we just met. You don't really know me, you know, but I didn't say that. I just said, okay. I said, what's wrong with me? What's going on with me? And she said, you're smart. You're brilliant. You're talented. She said, you all these things. She said, but you don't own it. She said, you need to own your amazing and stop playing small. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that's it. So she really helped me to language what I had been feeling. So she really gave me the words for, you know, the the Own Your Amazing movement started that day. Tell us about the movement. How's it going? The movement is, is for women like me who, again, have levels of success. So we looked on paper. You know, you read my accolades. Yeah, great. But I remember the night I got my master's degree, I was depressed. I was out. My friends are giving me a party. We're celebrating. And I'm sitting there depressed, thinking like, is this it? Okay. I did what they said, but is this really it for me? Is there not more for in life for me? Is there not more for me to do? But I went on and got the great job and, you know, moved up in my career, you know, got the corner office, was the supervisor at a company, but still I wasn't happy because I knew there was still more for me to do and for me to really to be. And so lo and behold, you know, I've been a speech pathologist for, have been a speech pathologist for years, but I'm like, I want to strike out on my own. I want to start my own practice, but I was afraid. Being like, can I really do it? You know, I, I had a great job, you know? I was like, I can't quit my job to start my own practice. Who does that? Yes, you can. But I was like, but it was inside of me. I felt like I can do it, you know? And so lo and behold, I did it. And so my journey is I encourage women to really live your worth out loud. What is it that you really want to do? Not what you should do, not what everyone thinks you should do, but how do you define success for yourself? You know, so the women that come to me, they're they're senior levels. I work with professors at Ivy League schools. I work with other attorneys. But a lot of them like, this isn't it for me anymore. What else can I do? Or, Or even giving themselves permission to do more, to be more, to change careers, to strike out on their own. And so I am just a chili saying, you can do it. You have it within you to do it. Let's get it done. So the movement is about people really owning who they are and really living their worth out loud on their own terms. How do you define success? How do you define your work-life balance? It's up to you. So I'm just there. I'm on my own journey, but I'm encouraging them to come along and discover themselves for themselves. I love that. I mean, there's nothing that... With empowerment and a message of empowerment, there's nothing you could ever say that's a negative aspect for the reach of empowerment. For me, mentoring, you know, I bet you agree with this. You probably have, like, you're just example of how you came up with the title of your book through mentoring. Someone mentored you, gave you some guidance. My best people in my life have been my mentors. My mom, coming from a single parent family, mentored me. My grandfather mentored me. I had teachers and coaches and other other friends and family along the way through the years of my life mentor me in different ways. And I will say that you're one of those special, unique, amazing people, uh, not to borrow your own word, but to have the ability and the reach to take something within yourself, a feeling of inadequacy and turn it into a 
a catalyst for empowerment, a paradigm shift, that's power. That's beyond personal power. That's just raw power with unlimited potential to really positively affect and impact the lives of so many people. And you've got to feel very good about that. I'm sure you do. I hope you do. I pray you do. I, I absolutely do. I feel honored. I feel it's a privilege to um, support people on their journey of their own amazingness, you know, but I, I learned that years ago as a speech language pathologist, you know, and I work primarily with young children. And so to be able to help a child who may be stuttering or help a child who can't get their words out, to empower them to really find their own voice and to show up powerfully in the world, to me, that's the most fulfilling thing that, you know, I get the most joy out of that. And now to be able to transfer that over and do that with women, you know, it just has been such a beautiful journey for me just to watch other people um, unfold and find themselves. Yeah. What is your definition of personal power for yourself? Personal power is defining yourself for yourself and standing in that. Um, oftentimes, I know for me in the past, I was defining myself uh, according to other people's standards. I was doing things to please other people. Uh, but there are a lot of times like, I don't really like that. <laughs> I really don't want to do that. I give a perfect example. Was it was time for me to pick a college um, for undergrad. And there was this one particular university that everyone just assumed I was going to attend. Great school, awesome school, family members went there. And so it was time. You were a legacy? I was like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> but, I, but, but I was afraid to tell everybody I didn't want to go there because I didn't want to disappoint. I knew the expectations was that I was going to attend there. And so it came time to apply to different schools. And I sent out my, you know, applications. And so a couple of months in, my dad, he was like, hey, did you get your acceptance letter to this particular school? I was like, no. And he said, okay. He more weeks went by. He said, hey, did you get your letter of acceptance from this school? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, and then after the third time, I think he got a little suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> He said, did you get your acceptance letter from the school? He said, I heard other people who, I heard other students that got their letters. You haven't gotten yours? I said, nope, mm -mm. I, ain't, I haven't gotten it. Mm -mm. And so finally I said, you know, I said, I have got to tell my dad the truth. And so I said, dad, let's have a conversation. I need to tell you something. And he was like, <laughs> okay. I said, well, the reason why I haven't gotten the acceptance letter is because I never applied. <gasps> he was livid. <laughs> what do you say after I that? I just said I didn't apply. And he was like, you didn't apply? What? And I said, it's because I don't want to go. I don't want to go the there. Personal power right there. This person, I, he was like, you don't want to go. What do you mean you don't want to go? For years, you know, I'll do, and, you know, um, grade school, high school. I, that's all I talked about. I wanted to go to this school. And then it was like, I don't, I don't want to go there. I changed my mind. Um, and so as a long talk, he was like, okay, where do you want to go? Because I said, I just, thought, I think it's a great school. Family members have gone there, but I didn't think it was a good fit for me. That's the thing about personal power. What do what is it that you want? What do you believe is the best fit for you? And you have, I tell people all the time, you have to have courage. 
to stand in your own power. You really do, because there's so many things that could change your mind. There's so many different negative forces that can say, well, are you sure? I don't know, because I was like, no, nope, I don't want to go there. I didn't apply. Let's move. Let's, let's figure out where I'm going to go, because I'm not going there. And so once I stood in there, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to say I did that for, you know, I was what, 17 years old when I did that? To say I did that for the rest of my life? No, I'm still on the journey. That's a major, that's a major taking back your own narrative yeah. at that stage of your life, being able to say to your dad, you know what? I know you wanted me to go here. I know that it was a family thing. I'm basically a legacy, but I'm in my own personal power and I'm not even realizing it right now, but I'll be able to talk about it in a couple of years on a radio show. But for right now, this is my personal power and I never applied because I'm not going there. And you, you made that a decision that you were standing with. And that's an early example of where you're able to master your own destiny by controlling the choice, free will. It's, it's like you're, you're, you're the pilot of your own ship, no one else. And that to me is a strong element of personal power, which reflects into your owning your own amazing. Exactly. And that's what I encourage people to do. Again, that's my definition of like really making choices, making decisions for yourself. And having conviction. Having conviction, yes. I can, and that resonates with me. I've had so much conviction in my decisions the last few years. And it, yeah. what you're saying resonates with me on how someone can really have that paradigm shift in their head to say, you know what? I'm not going to be plagued by the past. I'm not going to be plagued by negative self-talk. I'm not going to let some English teacher from my senior year of college dictate where I'm going to be the rest of my life because I'm going to go where sky's the limit. I'm going to be infinity with my potential because you found it within yourself. That's why you've got all these degrees. I'm another person that has a bunch of degrees. I never used my Georgetown degree. I got LLM in international law, one year past the law degree because I was an editor of my law journal and I decided I didn't feel like I was adequate enough coming out of law school. So I went and got another degree. I loved having it. It was a great experience, but I've never practiced international law. I do domestic stuff. My point is we all do things sometimes because of our feelings of wanting to make ourselves feel more worth, right? And everything you're talking about resonates because I, I can see what you're talking about. And I can feel what you're talking about. And, it, and it's a very strong message. And I think you're, 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 you're speaking the right language, right? Because, because so many people, like you said, have gone through that. And exactly. And have talked about it for... Or there are so, so many people who are not spending their power. They made a choice to go to the college their family wanted them to go to. They chose the career path everyone thought they should choose. So, and so it's important that we have these conversations. Oh, we need them. So we, need them. we can tell people, no, stand in your own power. Make your own choices and own decisions about your life. Even when I started my private practice, you know, I got a lot of people like, what? Why are you doing that? Why are you quitting your job? Start your own business. Can you really do that? Because you're an entrepreneur. That's why. That's what entrepreneurs do. And I knew people, well, some of them. But, you know, then they would give me all the statistics about how businesses fail in the first five years. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for waiting on my parade, but I'm choosing to go my own way. Like, that's like telling someone you can't do it. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't need that song on my soundtrack. Um, exactly. I can do this. And I, I was will. like, okay. So one of my... um. I like to tease my dad um, because he was one of the main people uh, when I started my business. He was like, what are you doing? You know, my he comes from that generation. You work a job. You retired there. You know, you're like, why are you quitting a good job <laughs> to do your own thing? It's, and I said, because I want to, because I want to give it a try. I think I can do it. And I said, well, dad, if I if it doesn't work, 
I always go ahead and get a job. You always go back. You know, okay, let me give it a shot, right? And so for a couple of years, he was like, oh, you know, I know he was a little concerned and worried, but um, now he's like my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> I love that. Biggest cheerleader. He, he even tell people about the Own Your Amazing movement. His daughter is speaking. He told everybody about my book. You know, his his friends, his buddies. I'm like, Daddy, they're not gonna read my book, but he's like, I gotta, he's gonna have to tell them anyway. <laughs> you know, your dad's proud of you when he shares your information with his social groups, right? I mean, that's that's a personal reflection right there of the success that you're achieving in your own life when you have your your parents proud of you. Like when, I, when I'm traveling with my mom, she likes to tell everybody about my show. And I'm like, mom, we're just traveling on a flight right now. We don't need to tell the name, you know, before COVID. We don't need to tell the entire neighborhood on the plane right now that I have a podcast. Like, let's just lie and let's just relax. No one's really paying attention to that. Maybe you are, but no one else is. Like, parents are like, yeah. I want to ask you this. Uh, let's say someone right now is in our audience in, in our audience is listening to our show. An African-American young woman just out of college, listening to us talk, and they're hearing about personal power. What recommendation would you make to someone like that about overcoming personal challenges with their, finding their own power within themselves? Oh my God, I wish I had had these conversations at that age, out of college, you know, fresh. Um, again, um, having the courage to stand in my power at a younger age, you know? So I would encourage that young lady, any young lady, any young man, you know? <laughs> Stand in your power now, you know, establish um, yourself as a person who makes your own choices based on who you are defining yourself to be. Again, you know, when I start working with my coaching clients, the first question I ask them is like, who are you? It's a simple question, but a lot of them have a hard time answering that question because they never really thought about it. Because a lot of times our decisions about what we do, and who we are, it's based on what other people have said or told us. But I the narrative. Think, who are you for you? Who are you saying that you are? You know? And so, or you think you need all these outside things to validate who you are in order for you to find who you are, you know? And so I encourage that person to establish it very young, stand in their power, because as they, they, they go about their career, there are going to be people to ask them to make choices, do some things that, you know, may not align with who they really are. And, but in, unless you know who you are, how do you know what really aligns with who you are? You know, if you said, I'm a person of, of, of value and I, I treat people in a certain way, I treat everyone with kindness. So if I'm in a situation where someone's asking me not to do that or to be mean to someone, like that's not who I am. That's not what I do. I, I was on a job or two where I was asked to do some things that I felt were immoral and unethical. Because of who I was, I was like, that's not what I do. That's not what I stand for. That's not, it jeopardizes my career or my ability to move up in this company and so be it. And so you got to know that at a young age and know who you are and what you stand for. So that when situations come, um, you, you, you're better able to handle those things. Definitely. Can you share with us your personal journey out of darkness? and how it defined who you are today? Oh my goodness. Um, wow. I grew up um, in a loving family, mom, dad, seven. I'm the youngest of five. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm the youngest too. <laughs> we, we get a certain way when you're the youngest, right? Yeah, you get yeah, the yeah. attention a certain way. You're the baby of the family. Right. Like, 
I tell people there's pros and cons to being the youngest in the family, you know. But you know, we had um, family challenges, you know, financial challenges, um, just relationship relational challenges within the family. And so, you know, I, I grew up a '70s baby, you know. Me too. You know, post knit neighborhood. Um, you know, I, I went to segregated schools. I had white friends and Hispanic friends, you know, all those, so all those things, you know, but still dealing with racism, dealing with racism, ageism, all those, all those things um, for me started to kind of pile on. And I was having a hard time dealing with just navigating life, you know, um, at times. And so at one point, you know, things became very dark in my life, you know. I also experienced losing my spouse. I was married and my husband passed away. Um, so that, that was dark. And so talk about just being able to find your own light, to find your own strength, to get through those, um, I had to get through you know, childhood issues. And then I had to get through, I was, I was a young widow dealing with that, you know, and then just life in general that comes along with just being a woman and being a person so at one point it became very dark, excuse me, and I struggled with depression for many years. Again, I was doing the work, I was going to work, I was going about my life, but it was just still like, oh, you know, this is the going through, going through the motions. I deal with depression. I know what that feels like. Mental health awareness is so pivotal to me that we're talking about it right now. For me, it's such an amazing thing that we could share that. I think we froze for a second. Oh, okay, you're back. The internet connected, slow down. The fact that we could talk, that you talk openly on my show about that, it, it earns me so much respect to you because I'll say, I, I know what that's like when you go through depression. You know, you just want to shut down and, and tune out and not be burdened and things become less productive for you. And then you got to get yourself out of that. And so, you know, it was a lot on packages now, but I, I think it's so amazing that you're an example of, re, of authenticity, right? Authentic, we're all authentic when we talk about these things and we're not afraid to filter through. For social media lenses because if you look at someone's social media account a lot of times you'll see everybody smiling and hanging out these amazing selfie photos we all are prone to it but the reality is like let's take the mask off for a second and see what we really deal with on a daily basis and you're an, an amazing example of somebody who's done so much but can be real with yourself and say you know what i've dealt with these kind of things and this is what i've done and this is where where things like what i suggest might work for you and if you could reach one person in our audience through your example, through your words, and through your deeds, we've won today. Yeah, and 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 I've learned that through the darkness, the way to, the way I got out of it was to be authentic, to get real about what I was feeling. You know, I I would tell people, uh, people ask me, well, how are you? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not. And and I said, it's okay not to be okay. I didn't have to pretend like I wasn't grieving. I didn't have to pretend that I wasn't struggling with my own mental health issues. I didn't want to pretend like, hey, today was a hard day to get out of the bed. I got out. And so that's why I said I have been on this journey because there were so many things that uh, was you know, causing darkness in my life. And I was like, I remember having this, saying this prayer to God. I was like, okay, I'm not going to take my life because I contemplated suicide. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to take my life but I cannot live like this. Help me to be happy. Help me to figure out, help me to find my joy. Help me to love life, you know? And so that's when the lights started turning on. So people, 
y'all tell me now. Oh, you always seem so happy all the time. Well, I'm not. I'm not a robot. I'm a human being. But I'm intentional about my happiness now. I work on it. Because I know what it's like to be in darkness. And I never want to go back there. So I have things I do to keep me going. I listen to inspirational music. I journal. Uh, I have a coach. I have a counselor. I have, you know, I meditate. I, I read the Bible. I go to church. Do those things so I don't fall back into the darkness. So um, I love that. Oh, heaviness of life is not on me anymore. So for the most part, I am happy. You know, life is not perfect. But I've learned how to count it all joy. I've learned how to find um, happiness every day. And so today is a good day. You know, I was, you know, like, I was like, I'm going to today. Yeah, you know, I find it. I, find, I make myself happy. There's so many things in my life that are good and positive, and I focus on those things. You know, I'll say this. As here's what I'll say. You're showing me examples of, of your own ability to explore different healing modalities for yourself. Meditation, journaling, self-care. You're also big with self-care and self-love. I, I immediately my mind went boom, 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 boom. No, a checklist of things you should do to take precautions to help yourself improve your your feelings and your concepts of what you're dealing with i know like with for the pandemic i went through a deep dark dark place i think probably everyone has to have gone through that at some point when you go through this really like you know you're by yourself you're dealing with this moment where you don't know if you're going to live through this or who you love is going to live through it and it goes to the core of who we are and question what we're about and for a year of going through that i feel like every single listener in this audience has some type of soul searching moment they went through and what you're describing is ways to get back out of that. When you're plunged into a dark moment or a dark feeling, there's ways to get yourself out of it. When I deal with some negative thoughts during my day about a situation, about something I don't have any control over, and that those thoughts will creep into your mind, one of the things I do is try to find some positive things that I can focus on. Actually interviewing you for a podcast episode, for example, or setting up. So, I, this is one of my passions. This has been my therapy right here. It gets me out of those thoughts because I don't have time to think about it. And I'm creating something I'm passionate about, showcasing an amazing message like yours. And it's so for me, it's like, this is a great way of handling those kind of things. You know, for you, you're writing a book, you're going out there, you're coaching people, you're sharing common sense approaches on what people can do to get themselves back up again. I love that kind of message. You know, for me, with the pandemic, a lot of people, like you said, were in isolation, we're at home. It was not. I was still working. Wow. My office was still open. And so, because I'm working with young children, right. you know, they still need therapy. Sure. They still need speech therapy, right? So my issue was fear almost had me not go to my office. When I was hearing on the news, all the people who were getting sick and dying, and then I had someone from the Own You Amazing community to pass away. That was tough for me. And then my mother got COVID. So, and I'm still trying to work because I'm saying I still need to go. I still need to be out there um, to provide this service. You know, as a healthcare provider, speech therapy, we were considered essential workers. Absolutely. So my office was able to stay open. But to know every day, I was going out there and putting myself in harm's way. It was weighing on my mind. But I did those things I just told you I did. Like every morning I had to be intentional <laughs> and not staying positive. 
because here I am getting ready to go into a space to provide a service for anxious parents and, you know, anxious children too. And I had to make sure I was in a good place. And so I had to be intentional about being positive. I had to be intentional about making sure I re, you know, reassure the parents, you know? But one of the things that got me through was being around young children. They're happy. They're they were, we were playing and having a good time. That was my therapy. Being able to be around young children to play, um, to blow the bubbles, to do the puzzles, and to know for a lot of them, they didn't know we were in a pandemic, you know? And it helped. I couldn't understand. I couldn't see that. Yeah, they didn't understand that, you know? And so they were just knowing they're coming to play with Dr. Denise. That's what we always be coming to play. Here comes my friend, you know? That was therapy for me because they brought in a, a positive energy themselves to help me to stay positive. So it's like, who are you surrounding yourself with? It's going to help you to stay positive, to stay up. You know, who are you feeding on? Who, what, what's, you know, making you laugh? You know, I, I believe you should laugh about something every day. That's silly, have, find joy. You know, that's how I stay up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say this to you as well. Uh, you, you may not always realize the truly significant impact you have on children. I was in first grade and I had a small speech impediment for myself or whatever, a speech condition. I couldn't, I couldn't say the words with R as a little child. So I had to work with a speech pathologist throughout first grade and part of second grade, if I recall correctly. And it was a very important moment for me because it showed me how to, how to speak properly and how to enunciate and how to express. So when you, when you think about your gifts beyond what you're doing here in terms of personal development, coaching and mentoring, even in the medical sense, you're doing exactly that in all realms of your life. Wow. Whether or not you see that or think of it that way, I see it. Wow, and you sound great. <laughs> my point of sharing also to you is I remember my speech pathologist who came into my school when I was five years old. I'm 45, so that's 40 years ago. That will tell you that you're impacting your positive energy and what you're doing, not just with your clients, but with your, your, your younger children who you're working with. It's powerful stuff. I mean, you leave a very strong footprint. And that's by itself is super empowering, right? I, um, I want to ask you about self-confidence because we talked about that as a sub-theme earlier. And I know that when someone doesn't have their own confidence in themselves, it can be so limited. Um, a lot of the clients that come to me, even as a psychic or just friends in life, uh, people will ask me, well, what can I do to get past my own self-fulfilling thoughts of negativity? And I'll say, put them away, right? If you don't want to be burdened by them, then you got to put them. When I had cancer in 2018, I had kidney cancer. And uh, I had to deal with that mental challenge of what do I do with this, with everything going on in my life right now. And one of the things I did was offer it up. And I put it away. I mean, I dealt with it when I dealt with it. And then when I had to work, I worked and I, I compartmentalized. I'm sure you probably do the same thing, but self-confidence is a huge, huge, you can't go anywhere without confidence. Yeah. If you don't have the confidence in yourself, who else is going to believe in you, right? And I want to ask you, what do you think about self-confidence in terms of people who have challenges trying to gain confidence in themselves? How do you recommend they, they do that? So one of the things I like to do is I... Um, I do a little exercise with people and I talk about, even in the book, um, my favorite chapter is called Divine Design. And I believe in the creator. I believe we were created. And so I believe everyone was created um, special, unique, and amazing, right? And so I talk about, your, your own, when you think about your own DNA, you know, that's no one else that has it, right? 
Design design exercise. Be a little nerdy for a minute. <laughs> I want to show the teacher I read the book a little bit and had familiarity and where to find what you're talking about. Very good. Go start. <laughs> so, but just the whole idea of embracing who you are as a divine creation um, really, to me, would help someone build their confidence. So when you think about all the people on the planet, how many? Seven billion people over the, on the planet? And there's nobody just like you? That's amazing. That's amazing. And I tell people, if you get that, that's life changing. If you realize you're it, how could you not be confident about who you are? You're it. And so we do this comparison game, you know, like why? Why would I compare myself to someone else? There is no comparison. And so when we realize that we are unique, amazing, uh, one of a kind creations, and that our gifts and talents are just ours, there's no one like me, there's no one like you, to me, that's the foundation of building self-confidence. And I think people don't have confidence because again, they have not taken them, their time. They say, well, who am I? Look at me, you know, so. One of the exercises I, I do at my workshop is I have the women take out a mirror and to look at themselves. When I tell you, with so many women, that is so hard, so hard. And so I tell them, you have to look at yourself, look at your eyes, look at your nose, <laughs> your lips, you know? And um, I said, but you can't criticize yourself. You can't, you just have to look and to realize no one else on the planet has a face just like yours. I was like, is it? that amazing right and so um so we go around the room and every person has to tell me one thing they like about their face and they, and so i'll say well tell us what you like and the person will be like oh I, I like my nose i like how it sits on my face and then everyone else in the room has to say "Ooh, oh I'm like oh my god because like no one else has your nose that's right. amazing so when we do that, you can just see people light up. You can just see their confidence rise because they realize I am unique. I am special. I am okay. I am amazing. And so just little exercises like that. But one, thing, one time I did that though, Jason, and it broke, broke my heart because one of the ladies, she would not look at herself in the mirror. She would not. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. She was crying and I'm, I'm there in the front of the room trying to hold it together. What do you do at that point? Not herself in the mirror. I said, well, why not? She said, because there's nothing beautiful about me. That's a lot of work to do and help someone get overcome that kind of stuff. I mean, I said, wow. I told her, I said, okay. I said, but by the end of the workshop, you have to tell me at least one thing that you like about your face, about yourself, something. you right. And so by the end, she was like, I like my smile. And I said, and so do I. But it broke my heart in the beginning that she was just like, she couldn't say anything nice about herself to herself. And, but the thing about it, so many many people feel that way about themselves. That's like self-love without self-love. I mean, like a couple of years ago, I ended an eight year relationship. I ended a job that was negative, a business relationship, lost 50 pounds, overcame my cancer, went through all these transitions, a second surgery and made health decisions. Right. 
And after I lost those 50 pounds, it was right before COVID started. I was all happy. I'm in my personal power. Boom, everything shuts down COVID. Then we had to deal with that. But my point in sharing that with you is you're right. I actually do that my own way. I wake up in the morning and I'm a morning person anyway. So I'm already a naturally, like the way I do episodes, probably the way I am in the morning when I wake up. And uh, I have two parents, you know, like I grew up with birds. So I'm just a a natural, I I will talk myself up in the morning. I'll put one of my favorite songs on. I will look in the mirror and how silly I may look. I don't care because I'm by myself. And I will talk myself up like I'm my own like promoter. I'm like, I'm freaking awesome. Pardon my French. I feel great today. I'm alive. I overcame cancer. And the world is my oyster. No matter what happens today is nothing but a ripple in the pond. And life's going to go on. And I'm going to still be here for many more days and years to come. And I talk myself up like that every morning. And ever since I've done that, I, I don't know. It's helped me through the pandemic get kind of past the negative of the moment, the negativity of the moment, the feeling of seeing everything from above, like the larger picture. I think you have that gift as well. I feel like you could see the big picture. When you see these negative voices popping into your air like gnats, right? You yeah. can't. You shouldn't. Why would you? You know what? Yes, I can. And I will. Not sound like Barack Obama. But- I'm going to, right? We will do this. Yes. And, and that's how it is. There's no, there's no negotiating with those points. So when you teach someone to find their amazing, you're teaching them to find their highest potential within themselves, believing in themselves constantly, and not backing down or negotiating anything. Don't dim your light for anyone but yourself. That's it. That's it. I love that's it. I get your message. That's it. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you get it. <laughs> I get people to get it. You know what? It's a it's it's a message that's like it's like having Netflix. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes watching Netflix and binging. No matter who it is, you could say whoever they are. There's something on there for everybody. Everyone loves Netflix and everyone loves the Netflix and binge. Well, this is a message of positivity that everyone can tune into and get something from, and and Absolutely. overcome their own negative self talk. Which that's a healing modality to me. What you're offering is a healing modality. With your experience and your background, you're literally taking a message and helping people to understand. Be more forgiving for yourself. Embrace yourself. Look at your qualities. Don't doubt yourself. Have confidence. Feel good about yourself. What's wrong with that message on it? That's a win, 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 win. Absolutely. You're you're integrating positivity. I didn't didn't realize it until recently. I mean, that's the message I have to share with young children who come to me with a right because they may already be feeling self-conscious about their speech and about themselves and so i have to be like no you're fine it doesn't matter you can't say it oh say it right you'll get it you know but you're still wonderful um what you have to say is still important that was one one story i have i was working in an elementary school and uh, i had a, you know about three kids in the group and so every time they came together i always reminded them be respectful for one another because we were all here to work on something, right? You, yours might be stuttering. This one might be the R's, saying they're finding the right word. It doesn't matter. We're here to, to get the help we need, right? So i never forget my little second grader. He was, he, he, he was a stutterer and it was pretty severe. And so, but I had gotten him to the point where he would at least, at least share in the group because at first he wouldn't say anything because he was embarrassed. He knew his, he said, my words can't come out. I said, it's okay. But this particular day, he was trying to tell me something. He was so excited to tell me about something that that had happened. And as he's trying to get it out, he is having a hard time getting it out. One of the other little students, like he said, 
just say it already, just get it out. And I saw his countenance fall. His little head went down and he just, he was just so crushed, right? So I was like, okay, let me stop and I have to address this, you know? And I told the other student, you know, we don't do that. We're respectful to our friends. And I said, what he has to say is important. What he has to say matters. And we are going to listen. And his little head came back up. I said, now finish. What are you trying to tell us? And so I know a lot of people, um, just based on things that have happened in their lives, they've been told to be quiet. Your voice doesn't matter. Just sit somewhere and be quiet. And so I'm here to tell people, your voice does matter. What you have to say is important. And so it's time for us to just speak out and live our worth out loud. However that, you know, verbally or I live expression, live, live it out loud. What you have to say, what you have to do, what you have to bring to the table is important. I say, I am not for everybody. I know that, but I am for somebody. And so it's up to me to show up and to give and to live because someone needs me exactly the way I am. Someone needs you the way you are. Someone needs your listeners to be exactly who they are. We don't have to change and try to um, be different because someone needs us exactly the way we are. And, and, what, and what we have to bring really does matter. And, but I don't think people hear that enough. And they sit- Me too. They sit back, they play small. You know, uh, I help different people start their businesses, right? And one of the things we have to get through is like, well, somebody else is already doing that. Well, okay. Do your own way. Me too, <laughs> you know? And I can't do it like someone else, but you don't have to. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to. Do your own way. You do it your own way. And so I'm just so excited that I get to share the message that, that I get to encourage people to really own their amazing. You know, regardless of your background, regardless of what you have, don't have, um, skin color, weight, none of that matters. At the end of the day, we are all amazing. And our job is to own it, to embrace it, and to let our light shine. That's it. Such a beautiful message when you think about and the depth of it, because it gives you the chance to really have pride in what God gave you. I was seeing that earlier today. I went for a walk here in Tampa and I was walking and I'm like, well, you know, you go for a walk and you just have one of those moments where something will pop in your head. Like, oh, that sounds really good to say. But I was thinking about this, like I was walking across this bridge by my house and I'm looking at the water and all of a sudden I thought of own what you're given, appreciate what you have because you have what you need. Right. So I'm thinking that early about an hour and a half ago. So I went for a walk in between you know, our interview before I came to this. And, and what you're saying just resonates that same message. It's like, respect the fact that you have like the, the nose you have or the eyebrows or your different pieces of your face that you may look at the rest of your life. For someone like me, it's like when you age, you know, when you age, I'm not going to call you out because you're, you know, but men, men age. And obviously I shave my head. So I don't have to worry about like a receding hairline. I'm younger. I had one. But you get those fine wrinkles in your face and you're taking selfies or you're on a camera like right now and you're looking at yourself, you're like, okay, I'm aging, you know, but it's like, own it, own who you are because you're making it to 45. For me, passing cancer, it's like crossing $200 on the Monopoly board. I got more life to live. I've got more journey to take. If I have a couple of wrinkles around the eyes, I can own that because who I am is who I am and I love what I am and who I am. And that's the message I feel like you're sharing with your 
your audience, your 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 clients, and everyone you're with. You're and like I, a cheer, you are more than a cheerleader. You're a cheerleader, a navigator, a life coach, and a and a motivator and a mover. You're you're helping people move and go in places they probably would never have gone on their own before. I, I hope that's the case, and I and I'm and I'm proud of my age. I just turned fifty in May. God bless you. And so I'm like, thank God I made it to fifty. <laughs> I mean, because I have friends who didn't. Yeah. I have friends who didn't. One of my best friends died of a cancer. Mm-hmm. And another friend died of sickle cell anemia. As, you know, they didn't make it to 50, you know? And so I have truly embraced it. Like, yes. I, you know, and so my dad was like, you know, the next 50 years are going to be even better. I was like, yes. So I was <laughs> you know, about well, my grandfather, he lived to be 102. Wow. My grandmother was 98. So That's I expect to be here, but I want it to be good. You know, I want the rest of my years, however many I have, to be amazing. That's what I'm working towards. So however many years we have, let's make the best of it, you know? Let's make it because we realize a lot of people did not make it through the pandemic. And but we did. And so what are we doing with the time? Are we excited about it? You know. I hope to have more wrinkles. I hope to have more gray hair. That means I'm still here. Right? Exactly. We're living. You're living with the wrinkles. You're living because that's what life does. It helps you. And so uh, I hope I can live to be 102 like my grandfather, who was in his right state of mind up until a few weeks before he passed away. Wow. Still out and about at 102. Wow. That's a blessing. So that's what I have in my mind. You know, my grandmother, 98, they were still vibrant. They were still living, you know? And so that's what I want too. And so I'm excited. I was like, I got 50 more years to catch my granddad. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We're running low on time. And I want to make sure that if our audience wants to reach out to you, I know I gave your website earlier, but share what else with our audience, like where they could reach you, find you, know more about you, anything. Okay, sure. So the website again is ownyouramazingnow.com. Again, ownyouramazingnow.com. And um, go there. You can get a free excerpt from the book. <laughs> and if you so choose, you can request um, a signed copy or you can always find it on Amazon. Uh, but I also tell people to connect with me on social media, Facebook, at all. It's at Dr. Denise, all you're amazing. What is it again? You cut out for so I just want to make sure I get that recorded for your Facebook. At Dr. Denise, all you're amazing. Okay. So um, that's the best way to find out what's going on. Um, all things amazing, workshops, programs. Um, I, I come on live Facebook um, every Thursday at 8 a.m. Just for a few minutes. I call it Think About It Thursday. Just a few minutes of inspiration that I try to get people to be reflective on a topic or, or something that I think that can help them um, take action towards creating a life they love. So I come on every Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I just got something for you. So when guests come on my show, sometimes I'll pick up psychic information to share. Uh-huh. And I can see you creating and own your amazing reflection cards. There'll be like cards that you create your themes and you'll have it own your amazing will be the theme to it. But you're going to have like 52 different things to reflect on that someone can use as one for like almost like one of your exercises, but you're going to create it and it's going to be a good, a good thing. So just my little tidbit to you. I received that. Yes. When you when you create those own your amazing cards, you're always welcome to come back on to promote them on my show. And anything else you have you have an interest in, let me know because I love anything that's amazing. 
And <laughs> if anyone's ever been on my show to own amazing, it's you. And so the concept and the theory and, and, and the approach. And so I, I feel empowered by having you on my show. I feel empowered by the fact that we can collaborate and work together and create this interview today. And I feel blessed that we could do this on a Sunday. Like I could spend my weekend doing spiritual things, talking to thought leaders like yourself and inspiring my audience and others out there to pay attention to your message. And that to me is such a reflection on, on opportunity that I am so grateful for. So I want to thank you for that in terms of just sharing, you know, and, and taking something, I love featuring notable people who have setbacks and, and they, and they take the reflection and the power within themselves to emerge like a beautiful butterfly mm -hmm. to inspire all others. Right. And that's where I see your energy going. Own your amazing cards. I see other books. I almost feel like you're going to have like three or four, a series of three or four books. You're going to have a spirituality series or something. You're, you're a very spiritual person and you know, your own, you're amazing. You may be 50, but I can see the only, the movement continuing well, way beyond you. So always keep those things in mind, but also I, I, th I think you're going to find more of a digital presence for yourself beyond podcasts. And, and I think you'll do more videos and more streaming content too. I received that. Thank you so much for that. For that kind and, and generous, you know, outpouring. I really appreciate it. And I received it. Thank the you. Way, the way I see it is anything I can do to work with you and, and, and create something out here. That's a positive message to our audiences and reflective people that tune into us. It's, it's a gift. It's a win-win. There's nothing negative. It's, it's such a beautiful, we need more of this unconditional love to go out there in this world and inspire others, right? We need, we need to show how, if you're knocked down, you don't need to stay down. You're like, oh, the mom always said to my brother growing up in the seventies, a weeble wobble. You're like a weeble wobble. You get knocked down, you pop right back up. Right? right? It's simplistic, but it works. It works for at least those who remember what weeble wobbles are. Yeah, exactly. Our younger listeners will be like, what the heck is that? And then they'll Google and say, oh, okay. Let me ask you this. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I'll go first to give you some guidance here. I'm not sure. So. so spirit animal is something that you could think of that would like represent you in a way, but you feel like can help inspire others with yourself. So I always say like, I'm an owl because I have two parrots. I have always grown up around birds. Like when I was a little kid, I had a bird for 20 years and then I have my two parrots now. And birds to me are a spirit animal that, that kind of has wisdom. Owls are associated with wisdom. Owls also fly around and soar and they, they meet their infinite potential. And so that's why I pick them. Oh, I don't know. The first thing that came to my spirit was a lioness. Okay, beautiful. I, I, you know, I feel like, yeah, a lioness, a lioness Let me came tell to you, my I'll life. tell you what I get from that. You're fierce. You're bold, you're unstoppable, and no yeah. one is going to ever scare you. Yeah, and I and I see her just kind of like protecting her den too. Yeah. Like, don't yeah, people know my family. Don't mess with my family. It's like those who I love. Are like, I'm very protective. Patriarchal. Yeah, like don't mess with my my peeps. Whoever, even those in my community, you know, it's like yeah, I, I'm here for you. You know, and I'll fight for you. I'll fight for you. You know, if you want it, I'll fight for you. Let's let's get it. You know, so oh yeah, okay, maybe that's a spirit animal. <laughs> Great, thank you. I just want to thank Dr. Denise Moore Ravel for coming on the show today. It's not many opportunities you get to find a guest that can come on and share the authenticity of what they've experienced in life and use that to create some amazing opportunities. Like own your amazing. I highly recommend anyone in the audience wanting to know more about this 
book to, to definitely go to www.ownyouramazingnow.com. Dr. Denise is someone I think you're going to see a lot more of in the future. She is going to not only in her day, her day job, help people find their unique voices and as a, as a doctor, but she's also somebody who, in my opinion, is going to do a lot in terms of the spiritual side of things. I think personal development and growth and empowerment are around her, and you're going to see a lot coming up from her in the future. So definitely check out Dr. Denise. I'm so happy that we were able to have this conversation today and have hopefully the inspiration for our audience to think about things and, and guide themselves to learn more about their personal power, standing in it, and just understanding their value and worth and knowing that their purpose is larger than what they might feel preoccupied for. Any negative thoughts that might plague you, realize you can dispel those negative thoughts. Believe in yourself. Have confidence in your potential. You really can do whatever you want to do. And then what's even more beautiful than that is if you could be like Dr. Denise and mentor and coach others. Thank you for tuning into this episode and for being supportive of our show. I deeply appreciate it. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.